Man, I'm willing to go to wherever Michael Jackson is buried and moonwalk on his grave with a can of Pepsi. That's all there. That's wow. Let me I'm let me hop off. I'm fine with doing that. Get this nigga the fuck out of here. Cause not because like Cat Williams said, not a one of y'all will let him watch y'all's kids. Well, one of y'all. You, what's good? Your boy Sapri706. This committee podcast. I have with me today Marcus Sniffles and special guest uh, is Tribbles. What's your tri- Twitter at Tribbles? It's still it's underscore Tribbles. So T R I B B L E Z. But yeah, I'm back. Yes, I definitely fumbled that intro, but it's all good. You know, <laughs> we're still here every week. So uh, this week we've got a couple interesting topics. Uh, it's going to be a little bit more music centric. So uh, shout out to Street Wolf who's doing the production on the intro music. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Kanye West's contract. Uh, is he a new age slave? Uh, we're we're going to do a little bit of Surviving Neverland, even though I do not participate in any Michael Jackson slander of any any type or any proportion. And uh, the R. Kelly interview, again, we're, we're still surviving R. Kelly. It's been weeks now, maybe months, and this, this is still going on. They, they are really trying to get this man out of the paint, but it seems like loyal fans will not let that happen. First, I'm going to shout to Tribbles for... Uh, for her new uh, collaboration with Stadium. She's gonna elaborate on that a little bit. So uh, I hope I walked you into that pretty well. <laughs> well, yes, you did. Um, so first off, if you guys do not know, make sure you follow the Ox DJ. We are a uh, group of people who curate pretty dope playlists. Um, and we have the pleasure now to be partnering up with Stadium Help, which is at Stadium underscore help on Twitter. Um, they serve as pretty much your tour concert guide, whether it's learning about how much merch is, what kind of merch is from the official set list in which we put together on a playlist and um, put out. So if you guys are going to the B2K Millennial Tour that just kicked off, um, I think Sean Mendez just kicked off. A lot of different people um, are going on tour. So if you're one of those people that likes to, I guess, get the playlist spoiled, um, head over to Stadium Help and press play and you'll see the Ox DJ you know, all on the website. So, yeah. Pretty Definitely lit. check that out. Uh, support the homie. Like, okay, so are people really going to this B2K uh, Millennium Tour or is it just like a Twitter thing? So there's a lot of people hype on Twitter, but well, I haven't really heard too much about it since. Like, I saw a video today of Omarion reenacting the touch video with that girl that was in the original uh, music video. But other than that, it's been kind of quiet. Oh, well, I think everybody, I mean, tickets went on sale in January. Uh, no, well, not January. Was it? No, was it January? Yes, tickets did go on sale in January. So I think the buzz was pretty hype because, like, you know, people had to actually purchase the tickets. But the first tour date was actually yesterday and it kicked off in Pittsburgh or New York, one of the two. Um, so I think you'll start seeing more tweets. I'm actually going. So if you're going to the hey. Friday show in Atlanta, I'll be there. I think I'm in like section 109 or something. So um, yeah, people are going. I just think the when they announce it and then the time of this tour is such a long pause in between. So I think we'll start seeing a lot more press pickup because I know the shade room was full of clips I've been ignoring. So yeah. I- that, that's I think that's piss poor whoever was in charge of marking that like it's there's no reason with social media not to have kept that buzz going for any sustainable time period but it is I mean but that's is. honestly it's kind of normal like even you know with Jay-Z and Beyonce like when on the run tour the the second tour was announced it was just like everyone went crazy for that week you bought your tickets and then it was like all right now you wait four months until the actual star of the show and then you kind of get all the buzz building back up. So I think that's, I think they're following a normal model, but I think what's really good is that they're still getting like good reviews. So people who have tickets or who have not purchased tickets, they still have time to, you know, get in, get in formation. <laughs> oh, alrighty. So before we get too deep in it, I want to do a quick shout out to one of the, the supporters. Sweet shout to uh, Makisha at Coop All Black. Definitely follow her. Uh, she definitely DM me, hit me up with some feedback and some things she enjoyed about the podcast. So I appreciate you checking it out. Definitely tell your friends to check it out. She was actually interested in one of the animes that I mentioned, even though I get slandered on here for talking Jesus about them. People, get people her out, are out here. here get people her out, are out here. here curious and want to know what's going on in the streets. So uh, I really appreciate that. So, But moving on, we're going to jump into the, the Kanye West contract. So I, like I said, I've been, if you listen to last week's episode, I've been trying to stay off social media. Uh, this week or just more in general 
so I haven't seen too much of what's buzzing, but I, I did catch one of this Kanye West contract. And for what I could pick up, allegedly he signed a contract that was saying like he had to work forever. He couldn't retire. You can go on any hiatuses. And that music had to be his primary source of income. So I guess now he's attempting to get his master's, but it seems that he is a slave to his contract. So uh, there's a lot going on. I just want to know what y'all's thoughts are on that. So. Uh, I know that we the new slaves. Y'all niggas can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> you niggas pussy ain't me. Y'all throwing contracts to me. You know that niggas can't read. Like, hey, this man out here. Hey, tell him. Hey, you know, I can, I, can, I can respect that. I can respect that. <laughs> I, I tweeted, actually tweeted that when I, when I saw that. But I think it's weird because I, I say this all the time. Like, I feel like I get Kanye West, which is weird. Like, but I do. I feel like I get him into see to read this article and to understand what it was actually talking about and then to think to think all the way back to like the tmz thing when he was like slavery is a choice i'm like the nigga probably really sounds like a choice he he really probably wasn't talking to us like kanye's crazy he talks in circles so i just think like if we look at the complexity of everything that he's been saying over his career he's been kind of alluding to this but i think it's just still like crazy to imagine one of the biggest artists in entertainment like it's pretty much a slave to his contract mm-hmm. meanwhile you know i i know we spoke in our group chat me and marcus like we were talking about it. i'm like people don't realize that jay was probably in one of those situations where he probably had a very horrible contract but through that def gen venture when he stepped on to be president he wrote that into his contract to get his masters back so it's like kanye hasn't really been presented with those opportunity to swindle but i think pretty much the whole Rockefeller, like Damon Jay probably was in some fucked up deals um, early, early part. And I just think Jay has been man- smart enough to kind of like loop it all in together to get himself out of it. And meanwhile, Kanye, it's kind of going the erratic route, kind of like not playing the system, not playing the game where Jay probably played the game a little bit more. And now he sees freedom and he's straying people away from what Kanye is basically sitting into. So. I haven't, I haven't seen a lot of artists really speaking out about what's going on with, with Kanye West and the situation that he's in. And, and my take is that a lot of other artists are in the same predicament, but they're just not talking about it. Like these record labels are pretty shady and they've been shady for a long time. Like they're getting these, you know, poor minorities that want some quick, fast money. And they're like, hey, we can give you fifty thousand dollars now but then little do they realize they're signing over their masters or publishing they're they got to do 12 albums or whatever they got to do a lifetime's worth of work and they're just like literally slaves to the record company like it's and this isn't new you know what i'm saying like the record labels have been doing this for a very long time overcharging the game for what they did to cold crush like that's a that's a that's a whole line for a reason so i just think it's i think we we see people like Jay-Z, we see people like 21 Savage, from my knowledge, is the most recent person to say that they have, you know, pretty much full control of their masters. Like we when we hear that, we think how simple and how easy it is. But you look like look at a De La Soul, like they're not they're making 10% well, 20, of whatever's being streamed. Like, come on. 21 Savage got that English uh education though. So he he he's a little bit smarter than the rest Straight of us. Out of zone, was, uh, you know what I'm saying? So mm. it's, I mean, like Prince was talking about this, right? Like he went through this. He told people, like, "Yo, these record labels, this ain't this ain't what you want to do. They're out here taking all your money. You're signing their lives away." I actually, no, I was actually gonna text you about this, but I, I watched the um, uh, the Sam Cooke documentary on Netflix. Oh yeah, they had the same, like that. That was in what the sixties. Yeah, like, early sixties. That was a long time ago when he's like, yo, I see what these record labels are doing to these artists, especially to black artists. I'm going to try to venture out and have my own record label to where these artists can have their own masters, their own publishers, do their own stuff, not have to. And he and he even said, like, I'm losing money doing this. But he felt like he was doing the right thing and giving other artists another opportunity, another avenue. And you go from Sam to what Sam Cooke was doing to what Prince told you. To what even what Jay Z is doing, like Jay Z at what title, like he's giving artists more money with that, like whether you use title or not, 
it's still an opportunity for artists to make more money. Right. And but I think it's just it's hard to preach that to an 18, a 19 year old who the most money they've seen is a paycheck they got from McDonald's. And then you're literally handing these people 50, 60, $70,000. Like we can look at that as working adults and be like, you know, 70,000 probably won't even last you a year. So like, you know, maybe you want to hold out, but when you're in the trenches, when you're looking for like your next meal, sometimes that 70,000 may be worth it. So it's just like, it's that short money. Fast short it's you got to change a mentality and it's hard to change a mentality when so many people are hungry and that's how they continue to cycle like i mean it's plenty of artists that are going to take heed to the jay-z's and to see the bad deals that people like lauren hill may be in or de la soul and they'll take that l in the beginning to get their money on the back end but you just got to understand there's going to be some people who hungry now and they don't know if they'll be able to eat in 10 years if they do it the indie route so I mean, I, I, I'm not going to give Kanye too much, too much crap for for signing that deal because I mean, at that time, I guess when he signed it, like he was still just to pro the producer. You know what I'm saying? Like, or when, when he, he signed it right before College Dropout, right? Yeah, but he was still doing records for Jay Z at the time for like the Blueprint. Like he was putting out hit records. I mean, like, maybe publishing, but a publishing deal, uh, or or a deal looking at production versus a deal as an artist those are two separately different things like you get paid the pay structure is even different so i think he's probably he's probably done decent deals from a production standpoint but as an artist he probably got himself into a very bad deal a very yeah. bad deal. but i mean like at the time he was still but the issue i think the issue i have artist. with kanye like i think the first deal was like it was a fucked up deal but he kept signing extensions. So I want to read more into like, was he forced into the extensions? Like how did they present the extensions? Were, you know, were certain things being guaranteed? Because like he signed three extensions from the first deal. So was the first deal bad or were the late the the later extensions the bad part of the contract? That's what I'm a little bit more interested in at the time. I'd try to go, if I was this lawyer, I'd try to go like, oh, he wasn't mentally fit when he signed those contracts. Just look at how he's been acting. And then just use that as... He's bipolar, according to him, so yeah, it work. I'm using all that stuff to get him out of that contract. He wasn't mentally fit to sign those things. Y'all took advantage of his mental health conditions, and he should be out of this contract. That's what I would do. Maybe that's why he's been acting like that, <laughs> to get out of that contract. He's doing the... He's doing the Antonio Brown thing where it's like, yo, I don't want to play here. Let me try to just blow this thing up. Like, y'all going to trade me. Get me out of here. I'll, I'll do whatever it takes. Maybe maybe that's what he's doing. Yeah, I think I think it is more or less that he – the concern is to get his masters because, I mean, apparently, allegedly, according to Twitter, Kanye West has been canceled. So it shouldn't matter if he has to continue to be a producer or not because he's not going to make them any money, right? If that's if, – if Twitter is correct and he's canceled, then – who cares if he signed a contract for life? He's out here hanging out for the most part. So, but I mean, we know nobody gets canceled. So, it, it is it is important, I guess, for artists to get their masters. And hopefully, this is a uh, a teachable moment for anybody else coming up that's smart enough to pay attention or listen, or put people around them that have their best interests. So they don't end up in these situations late in the game. So, but I mean, at this point, there's really no reason to kind of be with the label. Like as long as you're you have a buzz, you have a fan base. You can essentially work social media to get you where you need to go. Have some leverage, so, at least. Yeah, and then, and it also it ties into the whole like we talked about it, I guess a few weeks ago. The kids or the people getting their stuff stolen by Fortnite. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're if you're someone who is on social media that has some kind of presence and you tend to go viral with your stuff, at some point I don't know what the what the rules are, but you need to be like, yo, I need to go to a lawyer get this thing trademarked before I do this dance publicly or online so you can protect yourself, protect your asset, your quote unquote assets. Cause well, that's the, that's a lot of the stuff is content. organic though. That's, that's how it is with social I'm, media. You're kind of just, you're just, you're kind of just wild out and having fun. Then all of a sudden become hey, a thing. And by the hey, time that happens is. If, if someone is, if someone is recording me and they, and I do something organic that I think is fresh, I'm like, yo, don't post that video. Let me yeah. But that. you're not going to know that it's any good until it goes viral. I get it. And that's get at it, the point where it's lost. But if you're if you're someone like say Shiggy, like Shiggy's a guy that goes viral for stuff. Like before he posts anything, he needs to have a lawyer present. Okay, that, that makes sense. 
Because I was on Breeze. I mean, I was on Breeze's side. I'm like, yeah, how yeah, can yeah. you know your or, shit's I, about to take off? But who, who, I get like, that. If you're established, yeah. you should be finding a way. But I don't think it's. Oh, well, I'm sure. I'm sure he is at this point. Like, but I'm I think the about, issue like, is. Voice. I think the issue is like you can't trademark dances I, because I think. Um, Everybody that kind of sent off that lawsuit, they basically tell them like it's nothing it's illegal it's happened. Broke ass out of here. Fortnite got <laughs> like right. Like I think I think what people are gonna have to start doing is like if like let's just say they're a rapper and they do a name, they should incorporate their name into the dance. Um, and so that'll, exactly. that'll put you know what I'm saying that'll potentially help out because it'll be like uh, you yeah, trademark but, this, but you trademark the name, and so you know what I'm saying like they can't use. I don't know. That's I, think that's helping, I think that's helping the Millie Rock because the, the dance is called the Millie Rock and his name is Two Millie. So I guess that, that helps a little bit, but I mean it, it might not it might not rhyme with the song that you're trying to do with the dance. You know what I'm saying? Like that's there's a lot of logistics going on there to getting a dance that rhymes. You, you can try, try to bro. protect yourself from getting sued, you know what I'm saying? Like the well, Millie Rock has to work. It's not even about getting from, sued. It's from about protecting your from yeah, protecting it's about your getting paid entry. for something that you created. You know like if you're I feel like if an artist can protect themselves for their creative creativity, I feel like dancers should be able to. Like some of these dances, like like the uh, the Carlton dance. I think the thing that that messed up his case is that he didn't create that dance. That dance was done before the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Like someone else could take claim for that. So I think that's why his case fell apart. I feel like if if Two Millie would have trademarked that dance before he put that song and that that dance out there. I but think that's what I'm saying. I don't think you legally himself. can trademark a dance, though. I don't. I I feel like you. I, and again, he like probably didn't know the Millie Rock was gonna pop off like that. Like it didn't pop off till it popped off. Like he could have. And, and who's to say that he was the first one to invent the Millie Rock? Like he might have threw his name on it, but yeah. there's probably cats in New York doing that in the '80s or something like that. It's it's a it's a tough it's a slippery slope, but maybe maybe we'll not just stick to dances, but like catchphrases or or say like anything. Like if you can trademark something. Then I think you should do it. If you're, if you're, you know, like I said, if you're like Shiggy, if you're, uh, what's that dude, uh, Ha Ha Clinton, what's that guy? Not Ha Ha Clinton, Dick, that's a football player. Ha Ha, whatever. Ha, you know what yeah, that guy. If you're that guy, like I'm trademarking stuff. I'm, like, well, he's again, people like him that are that they make their lessons. I'm, I'm sure he has paperwork and all that stuff. You sure about that? Because I mean, Kanye West, Kanye West doesn't. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of artists don't have that. And I wouldn't expect him to have that either. Okay. Well, I, hope, and, and I hope he does. I hope he does. But well, this this goes to this actually kind of ties to something we were talking about in our group chat, and it's good we have Tribbles on to discuss this as well. So I'll, I'll ask Tribbles the question that Marcus asked us in the group chat: like, what what do you consider a creative? Um. That's like hard to answer. I think a create, I mean, short answer, a creative is a person that creates something. Um, But I think it's different layers to types of creatives that you can be because you can have like songwriters, you can have entertainers like whom I would consider for the most part, like a JLo. JLo is an entertainer to me. Like she's not necessarily singing or writing this material, but she's performing it. So she makes herself a creative. Like I curate playlists. I don't make this music, but I structure in a manner in which it should be digested. So I'm creatively doing that. So I think it's just different layers to it, but overall it's just like, if you create something, you can be creating keychains or putting beads on a string. That's you're still being creative because you're using your brain to do something that's unique or special. Well, well, I can argue that one part of it you said as far as like it has to be unique or special because if you're somebody making keychains, like I'd say you're more of like a manufacturer as opposed. But to what creative. if like what if like okay we know it's mil- it's like a different like million breeds of keychains, right? You have keychains with your name on it, your state. But what if like this person is like, oh, I'm gonna make only all green keychains? Like that's unique and special, which makes her him or her a creative. Hmm. Something different. Like, I mean, it could be nor it could be simple, but it's still different. Okay. Because it sets you, it sets you apart from said industry or said thing. Okay. It's funny that you mentioned keychains. I actually had an idea. So this is this would be creative in my opinion. So if somebody steals this, I guess this is proof that I came up with the idea, unless this idea exists already. But uh, a lot of people like me who have a uh, 
a, a decent amount of sneakers. Uh, at some point, you run to the the issue where you kind of beat them down a little bit, like not to the point where they're unwearable, but you don't want to wear them like out if you're trying to stun on somebody. So I had the idea if there was somebody who could sew decently, the shoes that you're going to throw away, you could cut pieces out of them and sew them into keychains and sell them like that as patches of the shoes, like use the material from the shoes to throw the shoes away, like maybe the tongues that have like the Jordan emblem or just like a kind of cool piece of the shoe. That would be pretty cool. I would I would buy that, like being somebody that wears sneakers. So that I think that would be an interesting idea. But like know. even with like social media, a lot of people get mad. Like I write for BS Social and Mr. Littell. But there are people that get That's mad awesome. when Sorry. when hit, when their tweets are used in the story. Like, oh, oh, I should be getting paid for this. It's like Negro. I'm about to edit that part out. <laughs> uh, sir. I got too comfortable. Just relax. So they're like, yo, 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 like use my tweet. I'm not even getting a check. Send me some money. But like when you log on the Twitter, there's nothing saying that like, yo, that just because you tweet something, we're not going to take it. Like if you Google your name, Google your Twitter ad and look up on the Internet, some site has probably used some of your tweets at some point and triples multiple times. They just use your tweets. Content. Like, I think I think I'm more of a common courtesy type thing because, you know, and we I think we talked about it before. I'm just more so like. I don't want my boss, like, and let's just say you're hiding your social media from your boss. Not because you're just like, damn in the company. (laughs) Not that you're damn in the company, but you're just like, hey, I don't really want my employer to know what I do online. I want my privacy. And so, you know, you may tweet something and it goes viral. And now your face, if you chose to put your face as your Abby, that's why my face is not my Abby anymore, because I got tired of getting screenshots of my tweets on random sites that people are visiting online. And I'm like, I had no consent. I had, I had no, like, like, I didn't even have the decency to know, like I could get ahead of it. What if it was something that would said that would damn me with my employer or something like I can maybe bring some context and light into the situation. Whereas this person may just be online reading this. So I'm not one of the people for compensation unless it's like, Unless I tweet like, oh, I want to make a movie that does boom, 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 and a person comes and grabs it, like, then I want to be compensated because you're being like severely compensated. But if BSO and, and I don't know, Bossip are grabbing my tweets and they're going to garnish like 50 or $60 from some ads for the hour, like, I'm not really pressed up for that. But I would just like the common courtesy, kind of how like you see a Fox News or a CNN under a tweet, like, hey, can I take this, but give you credit? Yeah. Like, let me know what's being happened. Like, imagine you take a video of something and then you're watching CNN and now your video is on TV with no credit to you. Come on. I, I don't know. I, I think even, I don't know. There, there's got to be a way to, that, that, that's a, that is an interesting gray area because, again, you're saying that, you know, you, you don't feel you should be compensated, but, I mean, if there's a dollar to be made off something that you the idea or thought or tweets you had that that that's kind of your creativity being monetized in another way. You you did the work and then like we're benefiting off it. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I guess that's that's how it is in this day and age. That's why you got to make sure like with Kanye West, your contracts are good, your your paperwork is together. Uh, don't be out here doing stuff for free. So yeah, you just got. Oh. I mean, and I think the other thing like people, especially like small entrepreneurs, like. You can go online and Google a contract. You can go on go online and Google legal verbiage. Make sure that you understand it, but you can print those things and you know, copy and paste them, put them on a Microsoft Word document, have somebody sign them, you sign it, a witness sign them, and those pieces of paper will hold up in the court of law. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I think the whole excuse of like, oh, I don't have money for lawyers and blah, 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 like it's not enough. Like you can do it yourself. I mean. You have to know, like I say, you have to know what you're putting down and what you're signing as well. But it is what it is. We can all be protected. You just got to go do it. I don't know. The Twitter, Twitter is an interesting one, man. Because if again, if you're constantly being used on somebody's site, then obviously, well, then that's on you for not figuring out how to monetize yourself. Because obviously, right. you're putting out good enough content where people want to use it. You just have to figure out how to bottle it up and label and sell it yourself. So. Um, 
But I, th- I think there's different levels to it, man. I, the, I don't know. Uh, we had another one talking about, do we think, do you think a podcaster is a creative? Most definitely. It, but, it, so? but but again, this it goes into layers because it's like, first off, it's millions of podcasts because they can be about a million different things. But it's all about how are you unique? If you found a unique way and a different way to approach your podcast, you are creatively thinking outside of the box to attract a certain demographic or to grab like a large sector of people. So you are indeed a creative because we can talk about these same topics. Like I can start a podcast tomorrow talking about these same topics, but we can approach them all from a different angle and never mention anything that we're talking about. So, I mean, you cre- you're creatively structuring. I mean, it's like critical thinking, like creative, critical thinking, basically, what you do with a podcast. It's not as, like, lavish as a painter, like an artist or a musical artist or a physical artist. But, like, you do have to creatively think in order to find ways to listen and, and continuously want to listen to the podcast. The, the opposite of that. Like, wow. I, I, I think for our podcast specifically, like, I think. South Breeze and Street Wolf are creatives because they created the the sound, the production, the intro music, stuff like that. I mean, but at the end of the day, like we're just on here talking. You know what I'm saying? Like we're I feel like if so that, we, so if, if we get something yourself, though. Yeah, I, if we get if we say something and it gets a conversation started, I feel like we're conversation starters. You know what I'm saying? Like we can be in that realm. But like, say, if we put this podcast out and KJ takes a one minute snippet of it and he makes a YouTube video of it with other, with, you know, working his magic, I feel like that's more creative than what we're doing right here in this space because so, we're, so just, we're just talking. To me, to, to me, I feel like it's a disconnect amongst yourself and what you do because if you think that you think like everybody else, then why are you on a podcast, quote unquote, talking? Like you're creatively thinking how to approach certain topics, whether whether it's genuinely how you feel or how you propose it for the sake of an argument via the via the podcast. Like you don't just think like this in your everyday life on certain to- you know, on certain levels. Like you have to creatively figure out how you're going to structure the sentence so that you say something and someone doesn't get offended. Like you have to use your about. brain. Well, I mean, you don't, but most people who podcast <laughs> think about what they're going to say before they say it, to be least offensive, except if your mark isn't talking about Michael Jackson. Well, and we'll get that in a second, but it the thing that kind of irks me is that there's a lot of people on Twitter that, like, and I complained about this before, but there's a lot of people that'll go viral for lots of stupid shit, like just nonsense, and I kind of envy however that they are doing it, whether it's manufactured or organic, that they're just doing it just to do it. Like, there's really no purpose in doing it. Or the people that recycle the same talking points or just blatantly steal tweets to go viral. I'm like, yeah, that bothers that's, that's kind of corny, man. Like, I don't... I get it, man. You like the, the reaction, the tweets, the notification. I mean, that that's kind of your hit, your drug fix for the day, but I don't know. I, I kind of... Uh, there's one person I do kind of want to interview just to see how they uh, grew their social media. But I kind of think I know how they did it. That That's that's one thing that I kind of always wonder, like, with, with Twitter, like, what? as far as, like, uh, I don't know. There's people that go, I see the same people that go viral, like, on a day, on the daily. It's like, okay, is it that your content is that good, or do you just have people that you follow that will literally retweet anything, pretty much like anything, you know what I'm saying? And then the people that they follow retweet anything. Like, I don't know. It's, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. Yeah, I, I guess I just have a different, I guess, level or standard for that. Because, like, how many times have people have been talking about music or artists or just, oh, that dude's a legend or that guy has classics or that guy's a, or that guy or girl is a genius. And it's, it's almost like if everybody's a genius, if everybody puts out classics, if everybody's a legend, if everybody's a creative, then those words don't really mean anything at the end of the day. Because it's like, everybody's not Jay-Z. Everybody's not Biggie Smalls. Some people are just J. Cole. It's an average rapper. That's fucking disrespectful. Second no, no, no. of all, 
What? <laughs> what did I say was disrespectful? That's just that's the it's it's the way that you said it's the tone. So you're, you're not a, you're not a creative because you didn't think about how to say that. That was very. No, I'm saying that there's a there's a level like J Cole is a really good rapper. He's a really good rapper. He's not a legend though, and that's cool. He will he's working to that, but he's but that, not a legend right now. So we can't so call him a legend. But that speaks to what I said in the beginning. I said that it's layers to it, like. Every, every and, and to, be honest, to be honest, everybody is a creative. It, whatever I mean, you may create. It just depends on what level it is. I just like it's that. layer. It's layers to creativity. You're a kindergartner in in kindergarten that colors a, a, a little rainbow. That's a creative. That's a creator that created something, which makes them a creative. Boom. But, it's a, it's every, layer, but it's a layer like, to it. It's a layer to like it. Every, if everybody is a creative, then nobody's a creative. Like, everybody can't be a creative. Everybody, everybody can't be. Everybody, everybody can't be a legend. Everybody is a creative. Now, not everyone is a paid creative. That's that's a different topic. It's a different topic. Well, everyone is a creative, but everyone is not a paid creative. You have to be very, very, very special to be a paid creative. Because I'm pretty sure there's some people that get paid that are like, oh, I'm a creative, but the only thing they do is tweet. And it's like, there's an art to that. There's an art to that. There's some people that are pretty slick with their tweets, and you have to really think about what they're saying versus somebody who'll say, like, just some nonsense. They'll get like 30,000 retweets. I'm like, bro, like, and, and, I, and shame on the people that retweet stupid stuff. <laughs> like, I, I'm at the point now where I will I won't even like show their ad. I'll just like crop it out and then post it like, yo, like this person's wild. Or, or people to be like, oh, you shouldn't post this, or oh, this was dumb. Oh, like, for example, I know I, there's a tweet going around right now by a, a barber who's advertising his barbershop business, and he's saying like his haircut is so good, you're gonna need condoms when you go out because his lineup is so tight. Goddamn. With the business card, he has a condom staple to his business card, but the staple is in the middle of the condom. So I guess the the, the scheme is that whatever the, that was actually kind of creative because like he's got like thirty thousand retweets. But the, the, the stick is, is that it's so dumb. Like, yo, like, why are you putting a hole in the condom? Like, that's getting people talking, which is getting him more, I guess, more notoriety, more views, more engagements. But, I mean, obviously that's stupid. Like, but there's people that will tweet like, oh, why are you, why are you putting a hole in the condom? You're going to give somebody STDs? Like, bro, that's, that's part of the joke. Like, that's, that's part of it. If you think it's that dumb, why are you going to retweet it and give him more views? You know what I'm saying? Like, stuff like that. But. That that was a pretty slick tweet. Like that was creative. That was very creative. Like who would have thought to do that? It's the first time I seen it. So I get. I, maybe I just gotta maybe look at like the actual definition of what a creative is and what a creator is because I feel like those are kind of two different things. But I mean that's that's a that's a whole discussion right that's, there. That's, that's, tr- that's strategic marketing. Yeah. He's using Twitter to bring more notoriety to his his business now whether that results in him getting any more clients that's shit it happens six. though because i mean one is better than zero he can, yeah that, but that tweet can go around thirty thousand thirty thousand times and he could just get legit one customer but it's one more customer than he had the day before like sometimes growth doesn't have to happen in the hundreds and thousands for it to be effective that is true that that makes sense so yeah, I know we we briefly brought up Michael Jackson, so. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> so, first we had surviving R. Kelly, and now we have surviving Neverland, which leaving is was it leaving? No, it's leaving Neverland. Man, this same Strapped same same Yeah, man. So they're trying to get Michael Jackson out the paint for whatever may or may not happen. Make sense. Yeah, and I've heard people. This is not a unique talking point, but it's it's a a factual one. Like the kids said that they lied under oath, right? So now they're coming back and saying some other stuff happens. Like it can't be both. This is kind of the this kind of ties to like the the Michael Cohen thing. Like he lied. And if you keep on politics, you kind of don't talk about. It. He lied to Congress, right? But now he's coming and saying he's telling the truth to Congress again. But he's kind of ruined his credibility because you already you've already been caught as a liar. So why are you or some why are you allowing somebody else to benefit off your lies via this ex- expose or docu series? And then on top of that, the person that you're accusing isn't even here to defend themselves. 
You know what I'm saying? This this isn't a new talking point, right? Like, I don't know where all this... Actually, I don't think there is much buzz for this one as there was the R. Kelly one, because R. Kelly is still out here wilding and still out here alive, so... No, it's, there's no buzz, because these guys not only once, but twice. They lied. They Allegedly, they say that they lied twice. You mean, and, and they were both different ages, you know? So I think Wade Robinson, which... Um, shout out to the B2K tour. The, the white guy from You Got Served um, is Wade Robinson. If you guys did not know who the, oh, one of wow. the accuser is. I did not is. know that. Yeah, it's Wade Robinson. Um, but I think the first time he denied it, I think he said he was like the age seven. And then after that, he was like over 18 where he denied it again. And then he didn't say it happened till about 16 months ago. So I'm just like... How do you lie twice? So wait a um, second. This guy is a—he's an entertainer or a dancer or something like that. Yeah, he's a choreographer. Okay, um, so that—that that, that sounds but, even more sketchy. Like, we'll see. But let's 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 do the whole preface. Then I didn't I, know. I, th that. I thought this was just like some random white dude at like. No, a, no, 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 no. In the industry, like these people, both both gentlemen who are accusing our oh, excuse me shit who are accusing Michael Jackson, um, both interacted with Michael Jackson. One was in, was in a Pepsi commercial with him. That's where he met Michael Jackson and uh, Wade Robinson met him um, after he won like um, some talent show that allowed him to go, you know, meet, uh, do like a meet and greet with Michael Jackson. Um, the way that I processed it was more so like, I think we all can agree that Michael Jackson was just a little weird. Like he was younger than he appeared on the outside. Um, and I just really felt like Michael Jackson saw those two boys as like, best friends like childlike best best friends but the vibe that i got from the actual accusers was more so like we are in a relationship like as they talk about michael jackson throughout this documentary they speak on him as if they were in a committed relationship with a grown man so i don't know if it's an infatuation I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it just doesn't make sense. None of it from the parents to their story to even the the a quote unquote evidence that they put out against Michael. Like none of it made sense. None of it added up for me. Man, I'm willing to go to wherever Michael Jackson is buried and moonwalk on his grave with a can of Pepsi. That's all. It, that's wow. Let me I'm let me hop off. I'm fine doing that. Get this nigga the fuck out of here, cause not cause like Cat Williams said, not a one of y'all will let him watch y'all's kids. What one of y'all? Y'all knew what he was doing over there, man. Come on, like we, I'm not here. Let, let, let's stop. Let's stop trying to defend this guy. Let's do. Let's do that first off. Cause I, I saw a lot of people that want to get on social media. They want to get on Twitter. They want to get on Instagram. Talk about yo. I ain't gonna stop listening to Michael Jackson, nigga. No one told you to. No one's out here telling you to stop listening to Michael Jackson. It's the same thing that y'all did during the R. Kelly thing. Oh, I, I, I'm I'm gonna keep listening to R. Kelly. Who was out here telling y'all to stop listening to that guy's music? Who's over here saying, if you listen to that guy's music, I'm not going to be cool with you anymore. I'm going to unfollow. I'm going to block you. Who's coming wait, to your house wait, saying, wait, like, who's coming to your house and saying, like, yo, turn that R. Kelly off of you. Take that R. Kelly off your phone. Delete, delete your R. Kelly playlist. Delete your Michael Jackson playlist. Nobody's doing that. People just feel the need to defend this guy because they know what he was doing was fucked up. They might not be able to prove it, but deep side, deep inside, deep down in their heart, they knew that nigga was foul. They know it, and that's why they feel like they got to defend the, their right to listen to his music. Just listen to his music and be quiet, because a lot of them didn't watch the documentary. So they're, they're, they're not changing their minds. No one's going to change their minds on how they feel about Michael Jackson. That was a very a, poorly executed documentary, by the way. And, 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 and this ain't new. How long have we been talking about this stuff with this guy? How long? Same with R. Kelly. A long time, a long time with these guys. It's a money grab. A long time. If people want to try to make some money off of it, whatever. You're not going to change people's minds. If people, if people have still, if people are writing, have been writing with R. Kelly this long, this documentary probably ain't going to change their minds. If you've been writing with Michael Jackson for this long, after the shit he put out, you definitely ain't going nowhere. <laughs> so I mean, get your money if you're trying to make these documentaries, but. Some of y'all people need to get off y'all's high horse. Like I'm just gonna say fuck Oprah one time for the podcast though. 
Oh, that's Ooh, wow! The nice. views of uh, its triples do not represent <laughs> the views of South no, I, stand, I stand on my She's own. She's not finna I'm have me. Be, I'm not finna not get the hard time by podcast. Just yeah, hell no, hell no. Because she I see the people, bro. Because <laughs> Robert Robert screamed on Gail. That nigga was in jail the next day. Like, don't think that was a coincidence. He was he was back in jail. All of a sudden, they found out he didn't pay his child support. You don't think Oprah saw the light? Oh, you ain't gonna yell at my bitch like that. Not on TV. No, sir, Robert. Take your ass back to jail. Like, come on now. Come on, Tribbles. Don't get me, don't get me caught up because you want to get spicy. Hey, listen. So we, at least Oprah take, if Oprah take me to jail. If Oprah take me to jail, be ready for the exclusive with Monique live on her Instagram. I'm going straight to Monique with the bullshit. <laughs> that's, a, that's if you make it out, man. Like she got, nah, she I'm going to make it out because I got to do my exclusive got, interview. She got the bag, but I mean... We're going to do a red table talk. <laughs> oh, my God. Jesus. Well, so I, I guess we're now on R. Kelly. Uh, back on R. Kelly again. Like This, this, shit, is, this, shit, is, this shit is never going to end. Never. It, it's, it's never going to end. Uh, it's 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 crazy that both people that are being accused and having documentaries have worked together because again, if you didn't know, which a lot of people learned in the R. Kelly documentary that Michael or that R. Kelly wrote, "You Are Not Alone" for Michael Jackson, which he plagiarized as well. Like if you listen to the song, it sounds just like an R. Kelly song. Like R. Kelly even has a cover on YouTube of "You Are Not Alone," which is excellent. I had to cut it off. I'm like, damn, man. Yeah. This shit is good. I, I hate that talented Negro. <laughs> this, shit is, this, is, this Negro is talented. Just talented and perverted. Fuck you, R. Kelly. Damn it. Why? Why it got to be like this? So yeah, I, I watched the uh, I watched the R. Kelly uh, interview with with Gail, and regardless of all the the nonsense that that's discussed, one part that I didn't like that I'm just gonna say right now before we get into slandering and dissecting R. Kelly's uh, wildness is. If you saw the interview, you saw how he was wilding out, right? And there was a lot of people, they, they had her, uh, Gail's coast talking to her like, oh, you know, we were scared for you. Were you scared? We thought he was going to hit you. And, and this was the, the white lady co-host doing this. Yeah. I'm like, okay, man, we get the man's a creep, but what, what made you think that this black man was going to strike a woman on camera for everybody to see? Like, why? why As he kept that? asking you, are these cameras on? Yeah, like why? Why are you again and again? Why are you always? Why y'all gotta portray black people as these savages? Like, oh, this this I mean, wild super okay. negro is going to rip your head off on TV. This this. It, I'm like, all right. It, is it that much to ask if R. Kelly would slap a woman on camera when he peed on a girl yes. on camera? He peed that on a girl a, on camera. That was that was a vine. That was a vine. <laughs> <laughs> That was, hey, that's, still to this day, my of, grandma would say that shit. Still to this day, bro. I'm just saying, like, but it's I get it, man. I get that he's under, but it, I just didn't like the. I didn't like that. I didn't like that. Like, oh, the big scary black man was gonna hit you. Like, come on, yeah. he, so uh, he was he was putting on a show. Like, give that man an Oscar, man. Like, the dude, he was putting on a show. He was trying to sell it. He, can he can, we, can we? Since we're talking about serious moments, let me just tell you the one okay. serious moment that I honestly believed r kelly like i saw it in his eyes i felt it when he said i don't know how to hog tie nobody i really believe <laughs> wow. that r kelly does not know how to hog talk people i i i i would go out on the limb to say it i probably put some money up to say i would believe that he does not know how to hog tie people and it yep. and but i will say if he does know how he did not know it was called hog tie because he like he really provoked. Like if he was acting, give him the Oscar today because I really felt it. I connected with that moment. And he also said he didn't know what a cult was. Which I'm like, well, yeah, allegedly he can't read. He he can't read or write allegedly. So I, that doesn't surprise me. Like I, I just uh, I, mean, he, I, I don't know. In the way that he used double jeopardy, they tried to double jeopardy me. It, it was his 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 definition of double jeopardy. I don't think. He has a full concept. I think R. Kelly kind of reads threads that his crazy fans put together, and that's oh, what he believes. So how long was the, the interviews you watched? The one I watched was like maybe 10 minutes long or something like that? Um, so the the full of it, the official um, interview came out Friday. So I haven't watched the whole thing, but I pretty much 
because well, I'm trying, I was trying to find it on YouTube today. I couldn't find well, one. Well, go to CBS like... News. I watch most of the clips. Most of the clips are from CBS News. They're about ten to twelve minutes per clip. So they have clips with the um, the two girls. They have clips with the parents, um, and then of course R. Well, Kelly. I mean, just R. Kelly. Cause they said they recorded R. Kelly for they interviewed him for like eighty minutes. I'm like, I need the rest of those seventy minutes. Like, I want to see the whole thing. <laughs> like, yeah. I want to see the whole whole thing unedited. I will pay for that CBS. Like, give me oh, a full, we give me a full 80 minutes. Give me the full 80 minutes. Once like, his shit go to trial, they're gonna, CBS is going to exploit that whole interview as soon as he goes to trial. I mean, uh, he, he kind of, uh, and I'm playing devil's advocate, like, he did have some points as far as, like, with social media and, you know, saying these women are all trying to uh, get a bag. It's like, hey, you know, these women don't know each other. If it's somebody famous, all one person has to do is say, hey, I dated R. Kelly or insert whatever famous person. He did this. I get a little bit of traction and boom, they're on CBS. They're on a life, lifetime series. You know what I'm saying? Like there, there is some, there is some validity to that. Also, I, I do want to give him some props because his, whether it was his or not or real, his hair was flawless in the interview. Like I was like, yeah, dude. Like I was like, how old is R. Kelly? Like he he he's aged pretty well, considering he had braids. Like his hairline is holding up pretty well. So uh, I mean, it, it looked legit. But uh, off of that, yeah, he was wilding. I mean, he was. He did control, it. He did it. <laughs> Damn. I feel like we all know that, right? This is just a round. It's like, like I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out on a limb to say this. I was telling my friends, I was just like, I think I feel about R. Kelly how I feel about Bill Cosby. I think like they did some sick, perverted shit, and they should be in jail. But I don't think they did everything that they're being accused of. I just think it's Thanks. a lot of it is just like, well, like how can R. Kelly say, yeah, I did this, but not this? Like where, like where's the moral line that he could draw in that argument? You know, that somebody would say, like, okay, so you said you only did these two things, but you didn't do the other 18 things. Like, why would we believe that? It's like, so. I, it's like I raped the girls, but I didn't pee on them. Right. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I did something bad, but I didn't do it that bad. But it's like, nigga, you still going to jail because that was bad enough. So Facts. Facts. I think that's mm -hmm. what it is. I just think, a I'm not going to say the girls are lying, but I think some people are embellishing a little bit more that did not happen because they're certain that other things had happened. So, you know, if they if you have this on tape and I can come say these things and cooperate because I'm still here, you know, like, I don't know. I just think a lot more is being put on him. But the, the amount that is him, he's going to jail anyway. So it's not even enough for me to feel like I need to fight for fucking R. Kelly because it's like, nigga, you deserve to be in jail anyway. So. So I guess we're all in agreement that he I'm still I'm still to the point where I need I need to do that. Until they, they drop the gavel, I'm like, hey, man. I'm not saying that he didn't do all those things, but, I mean, some of these people might be out to chase a bag. Like, that, that's that's the world that we live in, unfortunately, as sick as it is. I mean, how big Sometimes. Of, how big of a bag are you going to get, though, honestly? like, Hey, man, one more dollar in your pocket is. And, and not even that. Like, these days, people do it for clout. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can't deny that, you know, oh, I, I went out with R. Kelly one time and said he touched me. Now I got, like. 10,000 more followers. Like, people do sh sick shit like that. Like, it, it, it is what it is. But the the kind of, I mean, since we've already kind of buttoned that up, we all kind of think it's obviously he's going to jail. But, uh, and I don't mean this in a positive way, but shout out to the alleged fans that are bailing him out of prison. Like, what is going on? With these Yo, whoever, who, when we find out the second person is, I'm going to send some of my bills over there. I promise you my shit is less than that. And I ain't done shit. Hey, I don't do anything. I just go to work. So well, pay my bills. And 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 this will tie into my next kind of kind of talking point. And, and I brought this up one of the many times we talked about R. Kelly on this podcast. You can back to check out older episodes on uh, SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts or Anchor or whatever. But it seems like when it comes to, to black folks, the hammer is swung and dropped much harder, right? Because again, if you go back and listen to the old episode, there's many other Caucasian musicians that have done very disgusting, questionable, documented things. And there's not even just musicians, actors, whatever. And they're still out here allowed to flourish and cook and get money. But we're, we seem to rally to get our own out the paint as opposed to getting other people out the paint. Like you got to keep that same energy. So tying back to the fans, alleged fans or your lovers or his 
whatever they're painting him out of jail. How is that any different than, let's say, when uh, Zimmerman was on trial and people were starting to go fund me to pay for his defense? You know what I'm saying? That's still sick. You know what I'm saying? But he's still out here cooking or wherever he's at, right? The thing with Steven Tyler, how he got this girl's mom to sign his 14-year-old daughter over to, to cross state lines to have sex with him and give him toppy. Like, he's been hosting American Idol for years. Oh, and this shit, stuff is I didn't on even it. know that. Go Google it. This stuff is this stuff is on the internet, but we're getting him out the paint. We're trying to get Michael Jackson out the paint, who's already dead. And then with the whole uh, Jesse Smollett situation, they're trying to hit this dude with 16 felonies for lying. Right? But they're trying to tie him to a hate crime. I haven't read all the details, but he, he could face up to 64 years in jail for that. But as I spoke about earlier, you have Michael Cohen, who lied to Congress not not Chicago PD. He lied to Congress, and he's only going to serve. Or he's only sentenced to four years in prison. Most likely, he'll only serve like two and a half, get a book deal, and, and flourish afterwards. Like, I, I kind of I get it. I'm not trying to shoot any bail for pedophiles or liars or anything like that. But you can see the disparity across the board. Like, yo, like there's some funny stuff going on. So. Not saying that what they did was right, but let's let's try to be fair across the board. I, I kind of have a problem with that. How do you know who Harvey Weinstein is? Why, yes, I do. Why do you know who that is? Uh, because of his case. Yes. And he's going and, and he's going to jail, and he also are has. Sure? A are we sure about that? He's. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he's going to jail, and he has a he has a documentary coming out also about all the nasty perverted stuff that he's done you know did you watch house of cards i used to guess who's no longer on that show yeah Kevin, i know Kevin that. spacey all right there's a list of all these other okay people get it, getting him off the show and get him out the pain is two different things like he like you think kevin spacey you think kevin spacey's gonna work again does kevin spacey need to work again i'm sure he would uh yeah yeah i don't i don't know what he spends his money on <laughs> I mean, do you do you think people would just like support his lifestyle for the rest of his life right now? Like, you could just stop working. Like, he's Pretty not sure going to be able to do anything, and he might go to jail too. There's a lot of people. Like, there's actually, people- no, that's that's actually not true because he put out a movie after that happened that only sold like twenty dollars in the theaters or something like that. Yeah. So no one. But he still. There. But he still was. He still got that, that movie. Was already that movie was already made, finished, and produced after that. Like after all that, that stuff thing. came out, yeah, got, what are you gonna do with it? Delete it? <laughs> like try to get some of the money back? <laughs> Canceled. Hey man, got hey, you like, with. like I said, there's certain people that have done things that are like so disgusting, like R. Kelly, Bill Cosby, Harvey Weinstein, even maybe Kevin Spacey. Some of the stuff that they did is stuff that's going to get them in jail. But I feel like there's also this group of people who's just like, well, how come only black people are getting canceled for this Me Too stuff? And that's not the case. There's plenty of other people getting caught up in the Me Too rapture, if you want to call it. Like I said, Harvey Weinstein, out the paint. Kevin Spacey, out the paint. Andy Dick, apparently, out the paint. Louis C.K., out the paint. Matt Lauer, out the paint. Jerry Richardson lost his team. An NFL owner lost his team. Jeremy Putin, uh, out Matt the Lauer, paint. Matt Lauer said he expects to work at some point as well. So. At some point, but and he still, still and I job. believe he still collected his full contract or something to that. Lost his job. But either way, R. Kelly's out of jail. He's still well. He's not making money because he owns his yeah. match. So. <laughs> but I'm I mean, just, like what? Like what? All, what? It is it? I mean, I feel like it's someone even like you name. We name R. Kelly a dead guy and Bill Cosby. Two of them are in jail. Harvey Weinstein is. Going to jail. Kevin Spacey's probably going to jail. Who else is there? Like, who's the other black people that are getting unfairly treated during this for these types of scandals out here? Like, you can bring up Justin, but that's just what the the, the Chicago police has their own set of issues they got to work on. Like, that's they, there's a lot of I don't want to say shady things, but there's people that live in Chicago that are from Chicago that are just like. They still don't believe that. They still don't believe that police department just because of how they uh, deal with people of color down there. And 
And of course, they're going to come out and say, oh, we're going to try to charge him with everything. We're going to, because they're trying to be all tough on crime, hard on crime, whatever, whatever. Because the president tweeted about it, so why not? <laughs> let's, get some, let's get some clout. <sighs> no, no comment. No comment. But just, just, keep, just keep an eye on those things. Just keep an yeah. eye on those things. So. I mean, I don't know. Like, 64 years for lying is crazy. He needs to go to jail. I'm sorry. I'm saying, he needs to go to jail just because his lie was 64 years, though? He is not going to He's not going to He's not getting 64 years. Don't, I think it, what Manafort it, had like 70, 70 or 80 on his head, and he only got 47. Nah, that was, yeah, that's Manafort. Yeah, yeah. He got like 47. But I mean, first off, he's going to get like maybe three months. If he goes to jail, he'll get like less than six months. But he'll probably do a whole bunch of years on probation. You know, like, and he'll probably have to go seek some type of treatment. Like, it won't be anything. Clout. Chicago PD looking for clout. Exactly. That that's is. what That's what it is. Like, I don't know. And, I mean, we get white people out the paint. They just get their money when they get out the paint. So it's like they can just sit comfortable quietly. Like, whereas Jesse, his ass, who, who was checking for Jesse besides Lee Daniels and the Empire? I never even heard of this dude before. Before this happened, and so. allegedly his name is Jesse, and he's preferred. Justin. I mean, Justin. He prefers us call him Jesse, and I'm very concerned as to that. Nah, his name is Justin. That should have got him. That should have got him canceled alone. They, a long time ago. Justin, so. A long time ago. All right. Well, that's that's that. Uh, let me see what else. Did y'all see that video of that stupid ass lady that got that tried to take a selfie with the jaguar? And see, look, white people get their self, look, white people get themselves out to paint through natural selection. <laughs> that's what that was, okay? Yeah, that I, was I, natural selection. <laughs> I feel like she should be dead. Like, if you if you have the if you don't have enough common sense not to go try to get a selfie with a wild animal, then I don't feel like you should be allowed to drive a car or Participate in any type of civilized. She needs uh, to go to a, a a facility, a mental facility. She honestly, she honestly needs to go go to jail for putting that jaguar's life in danger. Because we saw what yeah. happened to Haram. We saw what happened to Haram. They got in yeah, the paint quickly. They got in about the paint. And then, and, and, and then you talking about there's a jaguar attacking a white woman. Woof. Woo, they couldn't. Yeah. They couldn't wait to put that jaguar down. That jaguar needs to sue immediately. Yeah, we need to get uh, what's that dude's name? Steve Irwin's kids out here on the case. Hey, what's Brother Nature out here? Get Brother Nature. Brother Nature's out here getting sloppy toppy from Tiana Taylor. Yes. You know what, dog? That's I get it, man. I'm sorry, Tiana Trump. I'm sorry, Tiana Trump. Oh, I was like, what the fuck is Simon doing? Like, what? Sorry, sorry, Yaman. Sorry, Tiana. But yeah, he's out here getting sloppy toppy from Tiana Trump, allegedly. Like the man got a bag and fixed his teeth, and he's just out of control now. Like living his best life. That's probably after the best, that's probably the best two minutes of his life, boy. I tell you what. After after the the story that Brandy told me involving Tiana Trump and gummy bears, I mm-mm. hey hey, mm-mm. she's still a, she's still a pro. She's still mm-mm. a pro. No profession sir. now. That shit makes my stomach hurt. Like that's disgusting. <laughs> She's gross. She's uh anywho. A- as we wrap up, I know I mentioned on the podcast, I think last week or the week before, that uh I'm just checking out different people's catalogs. There's a lot it's like there's a lot of music that comes out that I have no interest in. Not gonna lie to you. I know Tribbles probably listens a lot of more of the new stuff. I do here and there, but wait, these last two weeks have been like a break because no major releases and the people that have dropped is shitty. So I don't really rush into it. So I can't. yeah. <laughs> so in in order to know where you're going, you gotta know where you come from. So I've been checking out a E40s catalog and okay, yeah, it, and it's just something different. Like you know, you hear you hear the guys now with with hits or do features here and there. It's like damn, I wonder what they sounded like when they came out. So I ran through about, I think last week I got through about five of his albums. And what I will say is I'm, I'm surprised. They're not as bad as I assumed they would be. Like, uh, I think he debuted in 93. And uh, he's, he's, still out, he's still active. Like, he just had a feature on uh, 2 Chain's last album. Uh, he had a feature on Big Sean's album with uh, Dark Sky Paradise on his hit, I Don't Fuck With You. And what, what I'll say about E-40, what I learned is uh, his style is very unique. If you've ever listened to E-40, you know that. And his style is unstealable. Like nobody, I've never heard anybody attempt the Jack E-40's flow. 
which in, in my mind, in my opinion, makes him a legend. Like he's he came out ninety three and he's still actively doing features on legit rappers' albums. Like that that tells you something. Like how many rappers that came out in ninety three are still actively putting out music right now? Not a lot. That's not a lot. So I, I can respect that. I've gained newfound respect. And some of the albums aren't bad. I'm actually going to put together a playlist. I might shoot the triples of just like the, the best songs off all of his albums I've listened to. Some of he got some heat. Like he's got some 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 songs of Tupac that I'd never heard. I was like, wow, this is this is pretty interesting. Um, uh, I also learned that he had beef with Rasheed Wallace at some point and AZ. Why do I, was I remember like, the Rasheed Wallace shit? Why? I yo, feel like I remember that. I, I I did not know that. I was like, wow, why are you why are you beefing with Rasheed Wallace? But I guess Rasheed Wallace alluded to him not being a real rapper and that his rap was trash and E40 went at his throat. So I think I saw they squashed the beef a couple years ago, like maybe 2014, but that's that's a long standing beef from like ninety-four to twenty fourteen. <laughs> like y'all really had issues. So definitely uh definitely take a break from some of the new stuff and go check out some some older rappers' catalogs. Oh yeah. It'll definitely teach you a lot. Um, like, for instance, uh, one of my dudes I write with at BSO, he was getting at Kanye West because of the uh, whole Sunday, whatever the fuck he's doing on Sundays. And, you know, he's like, oh, we're we're not going to forget about Kanye West and the MAGA hats. I'm like, look, like people have been rocking with Trump for a long time. Like Trump has been a piece of shit for a while. So we're, just just say you don't like the music. That's a lot easier to believe. But we're not going to sit here and act like Kanye West isn't a great artist producer, right? So before I was listening to E40's catalog, I was listening to Method Man's catalog. Method Man has a skit on his CD of Donald Trump talk about a waiting for the album. You drop the album. This this is Donald <laughs> Trump from 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 Palm Springs waiting for you to drop the album. I'm this is like in 1999 or 98 or something like that. Like, but you know, at that point, was Trump was cool so immersed to, into no, like. Jay Z got albums about oh I got a, a place in the in the tower, Trump Tower I only slept in once like all the rappers want to be cool with Donald Trump anything referring to money they want to be you know it was Donald Trump shit Ray Shremer got a song in their first album called Up Like Up, Up like, like Donald, Donald Trump. Trump yeah Mac Miller and, did and too again. huh Mac Miller has a song about Donald Trump too on one of his earlier stuff E40's got a song uh re- referencing Trump like Trump's been out here and again. He he's been a piece of shit the entire time. So now it's cool to hate rappers and, and cancel people because they're associated with Trump. Keep that same energy. Go back and listen to your favorite rapper. I'm sure they shouted out Trump or reference Trump at least one time. Go watch the at first Prince of Bel Air. Oh yeah. He was on that go show Home, too. Go watch Home Alone. They was in the Trump Tower on part two. He was in the movie. Like I ain't going back to that. I'm not either, but and I saw the dis- clip on Twitter. Don't disrespect my favorite Christmas movie. Ugh, I'm, I'm just saying that that's another example of piss poor uh, white person. <laughs> but but um, shout out to E40 though, because I, I I thought that was interesting that you said E40 because a lot of people because he does have a, a special or different type of delivery like the Bay in itself everybody has like special deliveries. Uh, Kick the sneak is another like one that I feel like no one can steal even Lil B. So just to hear you saying like, hey, I'm about to go check out this West Coast rap and actually vibe with it. I think is dope. So I respect it. I think my favorite E40 album is my ghetto report card in 06. That actually had to tell me when to go on it. I was just not you the day. I think the so far the one I like the best is uh, I think it's called Federal. I think it's his second album, Federal. So definitely check out the uh, E40. I don't know who I'm gonna do next. I think I'm gonna finish up uh, Ghostface. Like after I got the Supreme Clientele, I couldn't get past that because I'm like, there there can't be anything better than this. Can't be, can't be. If it, if it gets better than this, then I I need to I need to reevaluate my life because Supreme Clientele is like probably in my top five. Like it's an excellent album. If you have not listened to Ghostface Killer, Supreme Clientele, do your favor, stop what you're doing. And go listen to it. It's it's spectacular. So, but yeah, that's all I got. Uh, y'all got any shout outs or anything? Anything y'all want to tell the people out here listening? I would like to be referred to as Marcus the Creative from now on. Please respect my wishes. I'll respect it. I'm I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna call you that. Um, for me, of course, shout out again to the Ox DJ. Shout out to Stadium Help. Make sure you follow us both. 
Um, definitely click follow on the Ox DJ this week. We're starting out our new line of promo. Be looking out for our new logo by April. Um, hey. Dropping um, a playlist for all of you new to baby fans. We're going to do like introduction playlist. We got a playlist dropping this week with um, Marcus's fave. Cardi B, and hey. we also have a really like a deep cut '90s R&B dropping this week too. So, just be on the lookout for all of those. Yeah. Yes, and shout out to El Chapa who is not here. She's doing El Chapa things, but shout out we to her. miss you. Living living her best life. That's what she's doing. No comments. She tried to she tried to get me out the paint last week. So. <laughs> I don't know why she's coming in my throat, but we're keeping all is. positivity. We love and miss you, El Chapo. <sighs> yeah, again, appreciate y'all uh, giving us some feedback. My DMs are open for feedback only. Uh, I do not need any of the nasty uh, texts or <laughs> pictures, please. Um, I'm, I'm baptized. So, but yeah, appreciate it. You can check us out on uh, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Anchor, if I decide to upload the podcast on there. But again, appreciate everybody checking us out. Definitely check out the Homie Crafty Cakes 2 podcast. It is pretty interesting if you're into uh, zodiac signs and all that retrograde mercury stuff it's actually kind of interesting like i kind of want to go on there just see how they kind of do their uh how they dissect me based on my uh my zodiac signs so that's that's pretty cool but other than that appreciate y'all listening this is committee podcast we out peace <laughs>